Hello everybody and welcome again, or if this is your first time, welcome for the first time to Saints Radio. And it is a uh, great blessing to report our weather conditions here in Dallas as it has gotten a bit chilly again, which delights me. Rain and chilly weather. I know yesterday it felt like winter again. Oh, it's great. In absolute contrast to Sunday, which felt like literally like a sauna. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it was just steamy hot. Steamy hot. Steamy. Well, as opposed to other times in Dallas where it's like a frying pan. However, we're very grateful to the Lord his blessing is evident and abundant and we're very happy to have the privilege of meeting with you again today. This can be a little bit of a different broadcast because we are going to be uh, not doing as much chit and chat today. We're going to be going directly into a study in the Word. And the uh, preface to this is that this past Sunday morning, Monica taught in the Wisdom Seekers class. I don't know if we ever do find wisdom. We just keep seeking it. Isn't that right? I think we find some wisdom. Um, <laughs> and we have somebody at the door saying, are you a wisdom seeker? Well, I don't know. We'll get out of here then. We don't want you in here. We only want seekers of wisdom in here. I'm just joking. Did remember, you hear what they're doing? In no, church? remember way back when, when the, when the big phrase was the God chasers. Oh yeah. Remember that? I was I was having a conversation with Noah the other day and and somehow I was reflecting back to a long, long time ago when he, he when the young ones were young babies and just my pathway and we have these discussions regularly and cuz you know so many of our kids they understand and they have the spirit so deeply embedded in them but they love to hear the stories of what was actually happening back then because even though they were here they were still really young and may not remember the fullness of what we experienced over mm -hmm. the past 20 years and so I love that when they start asking about you know tell me about this and tell me about that but I was given a little bit of a testimony and I said I just basically became a God chaser and it just came out of my mouth <laughs> And, um, yeah, so I remember that. Hmm. It's true. I'm still, it's not that I'm chasing him because I haven't found him. It's just, it's a constant pursuit. It's a, it's a daily pursuit. It's just the greatest thing that we have to do. Anyway, I segued a little bit. No, that's, that's a, that's a nice one. But this past Sunday, you taught in the aforementioned class. The Wisdom Seekers. And you um, you spoke about the seasons, the Simha. And uh, that's a good teaching. Everybody should listen to it. The Sasan. And the Simha. Yeah, yeah, we touched on that, yeah. That's the first definition on the top of your page, isn't it? Yeah, but that we just touched on that a bit. And then we went into the, more fully into the Sasan, Sasan. Fidel Sasson. Which is where we get our word seasons. Yeah. The name of that uh, 
shampoo that used to be advertised all the time, Videau Sasson. Remember that? <laughs> he probably never used that. Um, but anyway, we uh, at the end of your teaching, the sheet, the very back page of your accumulation of verses <coughs> addressed a word that we're going to look at today. And um, I think that it, it goes hand in hand with what then I came to the pulpit and spoke about regarding the hour and how that um, we have a an assignment from God, something that we are being trained and welcoming others to train to be ready to fulfill as saints. And so the word that we're going to look at today is uh, is a really unique word, agelios, or agelesis. And it um, it's funny how just in common language in Eastern Europe, they uh, they often call uh, a name for young ladies is Gila or uh, my aunt <laughs> back in the hills of West Virginia was called by this name. Only back there they called it Gala, G-Y-U-L-A. And it, it meant for them somebody that was content, somebody that was self-assured, somebody that was able to be happy in the midst of anything and that kind of person you really cherished you wanted them around because it kind of set it set the stage of um of confidence um and um so this word that i just mentioned the greek word um why don't you say how how it connects with the Old Testament? Well, sometimes it's like you said earlier, Pastor. It, when you're studying the languages, when you're studying the roots um, and the Hebrew and the Greek, you find these gems where there's a, a verse that's been quoted in the New Covenant from the Old Testament, and and that's how I found it because the the word for joy and gladness. There's a lot of different Hebrew and even Greek words for that concept, for that principle of what joy and gladness really is. And, I mean, that's really who we are in our, how we do our studies is in so many ways as we study back the roots and how these words are used and get a fuller understanding of, of what these principles in the spirit really mean for us as the saints. And so I, I was studying this particular word, um, or these two words, Sima and Sasan, which translate as joy and gladness. And the, the verse, let me find it. Well, in the New Testament? No, no, in the, old, the, the original passage. Was it Isaiah 61? Isaiah 61. 3. Yeah. Which, um, what, can you, can you read it? Cause sure, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy 
for mourning. Here's your word. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Amen. And then there's also the passage in Psalm 45, which speaks about how it's, it's speaking of the Lord Jesus, how he was anointed with the oil of gladness, which is Sesson, above, above all the fellows. And then that very verse is also repeated or quoted in Hebrews 1, verses 8 and 9, where it says, But unto thee the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness, is a scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness, which is this word that you're talking about, above thy fellows. And, you know, the way that I came to this was just in in realizing where we are as saints and in the place where God is having us to stand, which we stand for righteousness. We stand, you know, just like the Lord. We love righteousness and hate wickedness. And and he has us standing in that place, standing in the gap on behalf of his righteousness being established in the land. And sometimes it's it's very it's uncomfortable, it's difficult, it's a challenging place to be in, and we're allowed to see into the darkness, and and yet we're called as those, as wisdom seekers, to to take that light into the darkness. And so that's really where this study began, was I was really asking the Lord for some help, for some understanding in, in how we are empowered as saints to be able to continue to stand in that place and not go into ungodly sorrow, not go into ungodly mourning, but to be able to rejoice and have joy and gladness in the midst of the dark place or in the midst of standing in that place in the gap. And so I just found myself in that place, and the Lord led me to this scripture in Psalm 45. And and it speaks of the Lord, and it speaks of who he is and really the power that he has from his throne and the fact that his agenda is truth and meekness and righteousness, and that's the same that's that's the same assignment that we have. And so how does he anoint us to be able to stand and to overcome through some of these atmospheres that we're having to deal with? And so this was a real gift for me to understand what this oil of gladness or sesson or this Greek word. Um, help me out here because I don't want to butcher it. Well, I have to look at it because it's not a word used. A galliasis. Yeah, that's a, it. A galliasis, which is the oil of gladness. And it says, we will, we will be anointed with this above all of thy fellows, which is kind of a funny expression. Yeah. But um, so anyway, so that that's just kind of a, a launching into where this discussion yeah. has come from. Well, I think it's interesting. I, I knew we were going to do this, so I, I kind of did a, a delve into how this word was used. And if if you were going to anoint somebody with the oil of gladness, it was traditionally done at a feast in that person's honor to not only celebrate something that they had exhibited a lifetime to achieve, but to acknowledge that they had represented that 
and that they were positioned then to move forward. And that's why, like in Isaiah 61, you find those, um, those very different things, you know, like this is the oil of joy for mourning. Um, you got beauty for ashes. You're, you're looking back over how a person had overcome, maybe how they sacrificed, maybe how they were in the battle but they triumphed and and they triumphed not just barely by the skin of their teeth they stood for something and overcame and so this oil came to acknowledge that and then to um to say it's almost like not really a promotion but a positioning to move forward on behalf of that victory and, um, you know, we often read like this Isaiah 61 and we think, man, you know, here I am sitting on this ash pile. This is awful, but God's going to make beauty out of it. Or here I am mourning. And God put some oil on me so I can get by. That is not what this means. That is, that is not, you don't get the oil of joy because, you know, you're really in a, as George Clooney said, no brother, where art thou? You're in a tight spot. It is a triumph and it, it is an acknowledgement. Yeah, it's probably a replenishment, but it is saying, look back over these things and you stayed true to your, your commitment and your assignment. And it really is a, it is, it is a, uh, a, point where you say okay um, we've made it uh, now we're going to move forward on behalf of the victory we've won we're not going to change we're not going to change our agenda because that's been divinely given we, we've got this confidence and, and we're going to move we're going to move forward and um, so you know I, I think even you were talking about keeping your confidence in the middle of the seasons. And I was talking about preparing and making disciples and recognizing what you're called to be, looking forward to the hour that is coming. It's, it's all the same theme. And I, I, think, I think that this is a word from the Lord for us in this time to really signify where he has us. Um, yeah, we've been through many different things, but we have stayed true to what God has called us to be. We haven't jumped ship. We haven't been in the middle of it thinking, oh, you know, I don't know why you're making me do this. You know, where's my time to shine? We're fulfilling our role. And when you do that successfully for the Lord, he brings you to a, a culminative point where this oil of joy is given to you. And um, it does acknowledge, but it also um, it also signifies the 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 Lord's favor and gratefulness for you, if it's such a thing can be. And it positions you for for going forward. And one other thing, and then I'll hand it back over to you. 
If you look just a few verses later in Isaiah 61, in verse 8, verse 6, it says, You'll be named the priests of Yahweh. And name there is Kara, which, again, oh, yeah. we know means you've accepted the, the plan of God, the plan of Yahweh, and people will know you as someone who has represented that you've taken a representation of that plan because you've you stood in something that was not did not belong to you but you were assigned there and you did it and then you will be uh, called and that's just named the ministers of Elohim and it says the man of God as it were you know call for the man of God um, the one who knows his heart and, and that really signifies what we should be. You said we're God seekers. We, we want to know his heart. We want to commune with him. But through it all, we're accepting these assignments for his plan that just in the natural, we're not ours, but we are willing to do it. And that's, that's the title that you emerge with from this feast of acknowledgement and honor but you're you're then ready to move forward but your assignment will never may it never change for us may we always be somebody that is saying what is your plan father we want to serve you in it being as saints praying the mysteries of that and believing travailing for that for the restoration of that and people just know that the reason you can do this is because you personify someone who is ministering to his heart. And so that's really an interesting thing. And I think that it it signifies where the saints are right now and um, where we ever should be. So this is, you know, but again... If we don't, if we don't recognize just off the top that this is how this was used, this is why it was brought forth. It wasn't to bail some poor person out that's just wallowing in the ashes. It's saying, you know what, you you sacrificed everything, and you became as a sacrifice of ash. You you allowed yourself to be consumed on behalf of the mission of the Lord here. Here's the victory and the positioning for moving forward. And even, you know, mourning. That that's there's no hidden meaning there. I mean, it's just you've you've sacrificed things. You've suffered, but like you said on Sunday, there's a difference between mourning in the Lord and ungodly sorrow. And too many people get those confused. Well, and I think we've really I mean I think what we're sensing in a lot of in a lot of ways I know that I personally am is I'm sensing a lot of ungodly sorrow and mourning just amongst Christians amongst the church because they don't know how to apply this very revelation they don't understand it and they're they're not applying it and and they've fallen into this place of mourning over what's happening just throughout the world in our country and it's a very real thing, but what we have to remember is that joy is not an emotion. 
Yeah. It has nothing to do with our circumstances. It has nothing to do with our emotions aside or except for what you just described. And that is we are all in. We are giving all that we are to be pressed, to become as oil, to, to, to really um, just to have that empowerment of his gladness, that oil of gladness. And it only comes through our the sacrifice of all that we are to his heart and to his plan. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I really love about Psalm 45 is that you know, so much of this principle is linked to Yahweh. It is linked to his plan, his eternal plan. It doesn't change. His plan is his plan. And no matter where you are in the midst of that plan, it's still his plan. So joy is so much. This this dimension of joy is that confident. It's like that mature confidence that you have deep within you that knows that he is going to work all things out for his good, for yeah. his purpose, as long as we stand and we serve him in his plan. But it, the foundation of it and the backdrop of it and the whole story of that psalm is his love affair with his bride yeah. and with the church. And it, it's just such a beautiful thing. So, Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. There's so many extrapolations you can take from that, like even where he prayed before he stepped forward into the, the, the path of, of Calvary uh, was the, the place of pressing, you know where the oil the garden of gethsemane yeah that's right and it was like an acknowledgement from god you've done this you've done it successfully you've sinlessly and now here is this place of preparation and uh, a place of focusing on the fulfillment of abba and now you're going to go and do this in your hour and that's, it was for the joy that was set before him. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's a good. different word, I think, but it's still the principle. It's still the concept. It's still there. And two, I love, and I actually, if, if you've not read um, the book in the Nemonikos bookstore about joy, I would just encourage everyone to read it. But how you talk about how that it is from joy that we get the root of grace. The, the cherish, the, cha- the it's the Greek word yes. for grace. And, and, and you see throughout the Greek, through the, through the New Testament, the words for joy, for gladness, for rejoicing, as that root word, which is chara, or um, there's several different. Charis. Charis, yes, thank you. And so we think about how joy and grace work hand in hand. I mean, you've got to have that joy to really step into that point of overcoming and promotion it's such it it's such a foundational thing but it only comes through the pressing it only comes through our giving our giving ourselves as a sacrifice just like jesus did for the joy that was set before him to endure the cross to make it to make it to open it up for us to step into god's to yahweh's plan yeah it's just it's it's just so powerful. And, you know, and it's amazing, like you mentioned, this past season has really generated in the world sorrow. Oh, yeah. I mean, yesterday, I'll be brief with this, I had to, I went for a, a an annual um, test at a hospital. And there's nothing wrong. 
It's just something that they got their hook into me and I go every year. And to go beforehand, they had a questionnaire online that I had to fill out. And it was all about this past year. Um, are you talking to friends and family? Have you had thoughts of suicide? I mean, it was three pages of that kind of stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm just checking them all off as, you know, everything's fine. So I get there and I'm talking to the doctor and he's marveling at how well I'm, I'm doing. And, and he says, um, so how'd you do this past year? And I said, great. I said, this has been one of the best years I've ever had. <laughs> and he's just looking at me. And, and I, I said, um, you know, I've talked even to my congregation that we're so much better off now than we were a year ago. And I mean that. And that's, now I know people have, I'm not saying it's been easy. Gee whiz, you know, I've been in the hospital three times and, you know, I know people have been through things, but we are saints and we are thriving. And the the prospect of what's ahead is amazing. And you've got to have that mind in you. You cannot let society form. You, you know, if you turn on most of the media, they're going to tell you how horrible our country is and how terrible things are and how white people don't like black people and black people can't trust whitey. And you got all that stuff. It is the, it is the common theme. And it's just a pack of lies. It, it's just lies. Oh, the rain is falling. Preach it, brother. So the oil of joy is on us. It is a real thing. It's not a metaphysical thing. It's not a mentality. This is a release from God. And it's signifying something that we've been through. And we are now positioned to go forward. It's promotion. It's transition. How much has God been telling us about this? You talk about, in, in the definition that you gave, um, you talk about how it was really characterized as like an, antis, an, an anticipatory joy mm -hmm. as opposed to the SEMA, which is the celebratory joy. And, and so it has that, that, that flavoring of, of anticipating an exactly. expectation yeah. no matter where you are in the season, no matter where yeah. you are in the midst of the plan, you know, you because because you think about just our walk in His plan. I mean, we're we're continuously breaking through. It's we may not journey. see it. It is it's the journey. It's always going to be the journey. But if you let you know, if you let the hard things or even the 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 dy the dynamics of the atmosphere affect you and take you into that ungodly kind of sorrow. I mean, it is a very real strategy of the enemy. I mean, that to me is one of the main strategies of the enemy just throughout this last season. And, and that's one of the things that was really revelatory for me personally is that in my walk as an intercessor, I have mourned. And I know, I mean, I have travailed on behalf of seeing his purpose fulfilled in the midst of the obstacles and the things that we have faced over this last season. And oh, yeah. That's a godly thing. I mean, I present myself before the Lord to use me in whatever way he chooses. If it's travailing, if it's wailing, if it's mourning, whatever it might be. But I can't get, I, I can't let the enemy, I, I can't go into ungodly mourning. You know, you got to shake that off. And this is the remedy for that. 
Yeah. And it's such a strategy of the enemy. I mean, I hear it from even my family members. I, I was talking to my brother this weekend and haven't talked to him in a long time, and they're very much ingrained in the political. She, his wife works in politics, and, and I asked how she was doing, and he said, Monica, she cannot, it's like she cannot overcome or throw off all this, the malaise that happened from the election. Oh, yeah. And she's struggling so much with that. And I've even talked to saints in our network that are dealing with the same thing. Their faith is shaken and things like that. And that's not the Lord. Yeah. That's not what he has for us. No. we The light is what we have. And, yeah. and so, yeah, there's darkness. And, yeah, there's gross darkness on the people. Yeah. I mean, it's it may not be all the gross that it's going to be, but it's there. And it's frustrating. I mean, I we've talked about this as an American. I'm disgusted. Me too. By many of the things that we see happening, and and as a, as a person, there is there is a place for offense at some of the things that are being said about who I am, representatively, as an American. Do I like that? No. But, you know, how can we say we're going to be the light and fulfill that scripture unless the other half of the scripture is there, where there's darkness covering the earth and gross darkness the people? Do I want that? No. Am I happy about that? No. But nevertheless, the scripture is what it is. Ashes is pretty damnable. Mourning there's nothing there's nothing you can put on it. You can't you can't draw a pretty bow on it. You can't spritz it up. And but these things through the midst of them. How do you get an overcomer's crown if there's nothing to overcome? And so you know, I think you talk about the morning and I, <clears throat> I think about we're talking about seasons and I think about I think it might be in 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 England where if if somebody passes away, like for instance, they just had Prince Philip who passed away, and they go into a season of mourning, which is for so many days. I'm sure it was that way back in the Hebrew day too. For so many days, 30 days or whatever, they're in this place of mourning. And then when that mourning is over, it's like David. You go, you cleanse yourself, and then you go and you eat bread and drink wine. <laughs> What's well, like the it's crazy Catholic thing of Lent? Yeah. You get ashes smeared on you. Oh, then, that's true. And then, you know, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be mournful. You're gonna be mournful. So let's get all our sin out of the way before we start doing this. Mardi Gras it. And you know, I don't need to go looking for mourning. Mm -mm. I mean if you're if you're a champion of righteousness on behalf of the Lord, you're you're going to have your share of it, but it's not who you are. It's not your identity, no. and it's not that God has failed you. It's not that I just don't see how God could do this. That's baloney. Mm -hmm. You're, it's like saying, I just don't see how two plus two is four. All right. Focus on the four, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's not only a matter of perspective, but it's an empowering. And I do believe that we're in this season where this oil is being released to us. And you think about oil. We haven't taught about this for a while, but and it's really not our theme. We're going to look at three other passages here. But 
you know, in Zechariah, you've got the sons of the anointing who are who are in heaven, the olive tree in heaven. And the they called the anointed ones, but it's it's those sons of that understand in mature fashion how the oil comes and what is necessary to cause it to be produced. That's what fuels the lampstand. And then, you know, you see in, in the New Testament where it says that uh, the, the elders will anoint with oil and the Lord will raise people up. What does that signify? It's not some little thing you carry that's like a, a, a WD-40 or maybe a JC-40 that you when smear on somebody and it undoes stuff. No, it's just saying, hey, this too passes. Yeah. You're, 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 commit yourself. Don't lose your commitment to what we're called to. You're going to arise out of this and be better than you were. But get with it. Get with it now. Shake off that malaise. And that's what the oil is for. It's not some magical, woo-woo-woo. there was a teaching a while ago, and I, I really got after it, that they were saying that in oil, there's some magical property. And if you, if you look at it, it's, there's an energy in it, and that's what brings the healing. That's craziness. I mean, why don't you get a, a magical bag of beans to plant the trees of righteousness? How do the trees of righteousness get get affirmed you stand there and you let your roots go and you you get stronger and deeper and you know him so that wind and drought cannot destroy you so the oil always represents an acknowledgement of your calling an acknowledgement of your commitment to be pressed and acknowledgement to to cause that pressing to light the lamp of God's ways and and so when God comes and brings it here, it's him acknowledging the victory. It's an acknowledgement of what you typified for him. And it and in some ways it's a replenishing, but it, it really is a celebratory thing, as you said, of what's coming. Yeah. So this is like it would be like, you know, if you have some retirement dinner for somebody. And you say, oh, we're going to give you a golden watch. You know, you've served for 40, 50 years. You know, good job. Well, we're not done. We're not done. We're going forward. And and I believe that this is, this is a signifying of where we are right now. And so we're going forth from this to build the old ways, to raise up the former desolations, and to repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations, and strangers will stand and feed your flocks, and sons of the aliens shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you, there it is. How, why is this? Because you have become God's mediator of his plan, and you've accepted that calling that you was not yours on this earth. But you said, I'll serve you. And what's been your sustenance? You minister to Elohim. Wow, that's so good. Yeah, and, but it, 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 it's all about what's coming. Yeah. You, you, you see the placement of that verse. This is what has happened, but you've stood. And now God is celebrating that with you, and he's anointing you to then launch forth into the new. 
you're going to build this and and they're going to be those in the places where you're sent that are going to be tending to the vines and they're not really your vines they're not really your flocks but it's what you engendered on behalf of the plan of the Lord and this is a celebratory thing so then we transition to these verses that you listed I don't know if you want to well, Go before, before because I think it's what you just described, and then if you look at this passage out of Luke 1 about John the Baptist, um, it links right in there. But I don't want us to, to, to transition until we recognize that this is, this is really the, the empowerment or one of the empowerments for the fast of feasting. Yeah, so it's, it's that true. same principle. It's that very same principle. It's like we can't get wrapped up in all the sorrows of the past and all the hard things that we've endured and all the bruising and all that stuff. We have to look forward. And and that, yeah, so I think that if we're in the middle of May, we're in the midst of this fast of feasting, I just know that God has just incredible, um, just an anointing for us in these yeah. last few weeks yeah. to be able to move forward into the rest of the year. So I just didn't want that's to pass excellent. that up. That's excellent. That's good. So we're going to jump into the New Testament. Indeed. And we're going to look at this Greek word, which is the same word as um, sasson, which is translated as gladness. And um, there's some really good examples. But one, as you were talking, I was thinking about this. This is what happened when Zechariah goes into the temple to, to do his, his duty and um, the angel appears to him and tells him that his prayer has been heard and that his wife Elizabeth is gonna bear a son. His name will be called John. They will have joy, which is chara, and they will have gladness, which is this word that we're talking about. Agaliasis. And many shall rejoice, which is, which is Cairo. Cairo. Cairo, which is. Is a syrup. Right. At his birth. <laughs> <laughs> For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from the mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah and to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient of the wisdom to the just and make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Now you think about that. Remember when we studied about um, deasis and, and prosuke and basically Gabriel is saying your, your supplication has been heard. Remember when we taught about that and said, how long ago did this guy pray that? Because he was ancient. <laughs> uh, they want to have a son. How, how long ago was that supplication in place? And all of those years where they felt like failures, all of those years where everybody in the town knew, oh, look at that old couple. You know, they always wanted to have a son. and They never had any children. And and so the whole setting for this is that, you know, you're going to you're going to participate in grace now. Yeah. It, it, your supplication has been heard. It's going to be released. And God is acknowledging what you've been, what you've been through, all of the tears that you and your wife have prayed, have cried over the years about this, but yet you've remained faithful. And many are going to enter into 
a rejoicing of grace when he's when he's born they're going to triumph this grace and and then he, he he remember what john the baptist is elijah elijah was in this same boat he came to that point of transition and he's complaining about the past i've not accomplished anything well he had accomplished things he had oh yeah he outran the chariots i'm nothing <laughs> the drought was here yeah. the drought is gone you know um and god was really with him at that mountain and was wanting to anoint him to go forth and to spring the elishas and to see transitions in all of those nations it's the same theme mm -hmm. the exact same mm -hmm. theme and i was telling you last week that i'd been studying about about uh, jonah and and um, I was thinking about him after that. He didn't want to go. He accepted finally by not by much of his own choice. But then he was mad when the people engaged in sackcloth. And I really think we've got a sackcloth fast coming up real soon for this nation. But God caused a gourd to grow up. And, and the weird thing about that word, now there's two factors in it. Okay, there's two factors in it, so stick with me here. Don't ask, don't anybody ask me to explain this, but I saw this in the lexicon. <laughs> the first is that <clears throat> this was, the gourd was the castor oil plant, which back in the day, if you were retaining stuff you shouldn't retain, Grandma would give you a teaspoon of castor oil, and that too shall pass. And so that was what God caused to grow up. The breakthrough occurs. Yes. But now the, here's the weird thing. Simha is part of the derivative for what the gourd, the word for the gourd. Really? And in in a way, they said... Uh, that, that it's property it's known as the castor oil plant you've got to come to a point where you you let go of the past in order to break through in the future and they they recognize that the season for that is gone it needs to be out of you and they used part of that word to describe this plant and i just think that's interesting that's it's, that is amazing it's just a it's kind of a gross thing, but it's really kind of weird. So anyway, I jumped in here on Gabriel's words that you read to Zacharias. Was there anything else you wanted to say about that before you um, talk about um, Zacharias wife? No, I just I just thought that it really overlapped what you had said earlier yeah. out of the book of Isaiah. It's very profound. And. You know, we, we just have to remember that we are called to raise up sons, and we are called to birth them, to raise them up, and to see the fulfillment of the Lord through. Yeah. And I just, yeah. So we have another instance, at, also in the book of Luke, and I love this as well, and it's Luke 144 through 47. And it's it's when 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 Mary is impregnated by the Holy Spirit with Jesus and remember she goes and visits Elizabeth and this is 
what happens. But before this happens, when she walks in, Elizabeth said that the baby had leapt in her womb. No. For joy. No, she had been filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then this passage in beginning with 44, it says, For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. So first the baby leapt and she was filled with the Holy Ghost, which our, our prior passage talks about how John the Baptist would be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. So he was filled with that Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. Amazing. And so that John the Baptist leapt in her womb for joy. For joy. And that is an odd word but it's, to use here yeah. when there are so many others. You, you could have talked about happiness or yeah. or any other kind of thing. But here is even him embracing this yeah wow that's amazing yeah because i mean i i keep going back to what jesus said when he said for the joy that is set before me he endured the cross or somebody said that about him and and i just think to me that is just the most incredible thing that he's facing the cross to be crucified on the cross and he considered it for the joy that was set before him. Yeah. And it's, and the strange thing again is that this woman, the wife of the guy we were just talking about, it was her supplication too. And um, to then have not only this benefit for herself to have this baby finally is really a triumph for her. I, I mean, it is a miracle for her. It's a culmination of what she'd wanted throughout all of her adult life. But even the gift itself was that. Let, let whatever God is doing in preparing us for, let the offspring of this be embracers of this same thing. Yeah. I, I lay claim to that Amen. For, for us as saints because that's how the vine dressers and the tenders of the flocks will commit. I, I don't like and I never have liked going into a place, seeing the spirit move profoundly and then I, I guess I've just never liked I've never understood how people could not keep going in that. It's just mystifying to me. And maybe maybe we had to feel that. God experienced that when Lucifer rebelled and that cast of angels and principalities rebelled. And you see that throughout throughout the scripture and to really know God, you've got to you're going to experience that at some way. How are you going to handle it? It's like the, the prodigal's father. When he, that guy left, the prodigal was just ridiculous. And the father said, I'm going to watch for him, but he's dead to me. I've got to let that die, and I've got to move forward. And um, But... Those that God, this anointing, I'm believing that this anointing that he's giving us now as we go forth into this nation, into the nations, in a new way, 
will be so essentially vital that our offspring in this will personify this. Amen. We have to have that for what's coming. I think just from just from watching or knowing from experience, I think you know, you mentioned going into a place and and the the message maybe on the surface it's received, maybe in the emotion in the moment it's received. But we walk away and then it just seems to fall to the ground. But I think a lot of that has to do with and we've witnessed that here in our own church many, many years ago where there wasn't the willingness to 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 endure the pressing, to yeah. give yourself to the pressing. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is a key for us to you can't impart that, but you can bring understanding to that that you have got to give all that you are for the pressing to be able to reap the oil of that deep seated confidence and maturity in what God has said, his plan, his you know, your relationship with him and and just with that expectancy that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And, I mean, have it, didn't we see that? It's like, I, I will do this, this, and this, but I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to, to sacrifice it all to step into intercession and to really relationship and commune with the Lord like he's drawing us into, which costs us everything. Yeah. I mean, it, it does. So I, I just want to say how thankful I am yeah. that that. Those of us that said yes and that continue to say yes. But back to this passage, I think. Maybe it, that's part of the ashes for us. I think so. Maybe maybe we see those crash and burns by the people's own choice. I think so. But he's going to turn it to beauty like he did with the prodigal son. Yeah. <laughs> we just have to believe that. Yeah. I wish, I wish we had God does what he's going to do. But I wish we had a few more verses for after. Well, maybe, you know, maybe we're living that. I maybe, mean, maybe we're right. going to see the testimony of it. So going back to this passage about Mary and Elizabeth and the baby leaping for joy in her womb, I think about what Mary offered in the midst of all this. And remember when the Holy Spirit came upon her and told her that what he told her, which was impossible. You know, it's just it, this is the most impossible thing. But what did she say? She said, be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. Mm-hmm. Let that be me. Let that, let that word be in me and let it be alive. And, and she, just, she said yes. And then, and then what she says after the, the expression of joy, um, you know, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. I mean, it says... She believed, and, and, and blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told to her from the Lord. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an wonderful. absolute, yeah. So, that's just powerful. Let me take the next one. Acts 2, we're going to read uh, verse 46. Uh, this is the early church. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They did eat their meat with gladness, a galeasis, and singleness of heart, praising God and having grace with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as such as should be saved. Um, I like that 
they ate their meat with gladness, with this mindset, and with singleness of thought. They emerged with a pursuit of grace. They were with one. They were in one accord, and um, this is people that had, you know, they were suffering persecution even then, and they had had people that they they'd been through a lot. I mean. The disciples had experienced a lot of different things. And, um, and the reason I'm shortcutting this is we're almost out of time. Um, but that gladness and signals of heart, that word means what it is. Mm. They come together, they reflect, look, look what God is doing. Yeah. You know, we've had some, some challenges, but look what's happening. What what are we what are we and and they were being threatened right then. Oh it, yeah. It wasn't rosy. No. You know, CNN didn't come in and say, you know what, we were wrong. Let's give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's praise Jesus. Right. You know, they were still being hunted down. Paul the apostle was still searching people out then to kill them. This was not rosy posy. Let's go down to the convention center and blow the shofar. It's all here. This this was a challenging moment, but they had this mindset. We we are victorious. They're threatening us, but we're going forward. And we've got a singleness of heart. We're not double we're not double minded. We're like Zebulun. We know how to keep rank. That's interesting. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And then our last passage is out of the book of Jude. And I'll read the passage, and Pastor, you can elaborate on it. But they're talking about the Lord, um, verse 24. And it says, Now unto him that is able to keep you, you and me, from falling, (laughs) and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. I'll receive that. To the one... To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen. Mm. So he is able. You notice he saved this for the last, the very last of his brief letter. And he was just basically saying, because he talked about a lot of things. You know, this, this passage is concurrent with Peter's writings. He talked about a bunch of stuff in this one chapter book. And he he gathers it all together and references this in the presence of his glory. He references this dynamic. He references this theme, which they all knew what it meant. You know, we don't today necessarily in the church. But they all knew what this meant. So they're going, you're going to count all things as lost for the glory of God, and they're going to move forward into the new. With the only wise God, our Savior, glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever, let what's done at the right hand of your throne be done. Amen. It's a good launch point. Yeah. It's not quite grace, mercy, and peace. <laughs> But it, it is really a triumphant sign-off and launching point, which is how this word 
should be used. I think I think it's terrific. Yeah. You know, one of the things that that you talked about um, when you were describing this word, and I I always read. I mean, whenever I'm doing a study, I always go back and and review and study what has been what the Lord has revealed about it mm-hmm. beforehand because. You guys, God is teaching us line upon line, and if we don't do that, we, we've got to go back to the foundational truth and understanding that God has taught us and make sure that I do it because I don't want to contradict. I, don't, I just want to make sure that I'm in the right flow. Um, What's well, like if you're working a, math, a big math equation? Yeah. You want to make sure that all the other precepts and all the exactly. other things that you've understood are in place or you're going to muck up that equation. Exactly. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, but you, you really stressed about how this particular issuance of joy, um, it, it carried with it the, the perception and really just a keen awareness of his timing. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, this is something I believe that, that the Lord is giving to us. Um, you know, sometimes I know that over the course of the last 20 something years, we've been a little frustrated because we thought, you know, this was going to happen at this timing. You know, we you, you get these things in your heart and you see visions and you think something's going to happen and you put it in your own timing. You put it in your own time frame. And and so 20 years later, here we are. But everything that has happened at every juncture, at every every season, Kairos, I mean, all of that has been perfectly ordained by the Father in, in accordance with his perfect timing. And I just want to say that I am so thankful for that. I am so thankful that we didn't go ahead of the time. I'm so thankful that, we, that we, he has wrought through us patience to be able to wait on his timing. And, and I believe that there's an anointing for that even now as we go forth from this place launching in back into the nations I just think that there's going to be a, 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 a I, I just believe in this oil of gladness and that it's going to give us just a keen perception for his perfect timing and, and even beyond that just even greater patience um, because we need that we absolutely need that, but we want to be in his timing. We want to be in his perfect timing, and we don't want to get impatient. We want to let every moment have the fullness of what he has intended for it. And so I just think we're in a good place. Yeah, we are. And we thank the Lord for it because he is the one that is orchestrating things. And as is so often the case, the revelation that God brings um, is sig- is a signifying agent to what's actually happening right then. And um, over these past number of days, we've talked about where God has brought us and what what He is uh, what He's investing in us as a sense of awareness as to where we are. And so these things are significant. So we, ad- we advise you, saints, to reach out to the Lord and let him 
let him infuse you with this thing that he wants to give you. Good. We need this. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, always, you know, Jesus said, it's not for you to know the, the times and the seasons, only the Father in heaven knows. And he was addressing when they were asking him about the kingdom being established, right? And then, um, you know, he, he mentions times and seasons several times, but then we know that Issachar, they had, um, they they knew the times and the seasons. They had that that was part of the the dispensation of their blessing, I guess, or their anointing. And so, you know, it's always kind of baffled me what how those two play out. You know, how those two. You know what what is it that we're to know? We're to know exactly what he shows us. <laughs> but at the same time, he wants us to press in to to the gifts that he's given to us to to understand what he's doing his thoughts and his ways and so yeah and and i think we we have to remember <laughs> saints are really instigators of his plan pioneers as it were and um we're supposed to be breaking through on behalf of the Father into what is coming. And in so many ways, that is, that's fulfilling, but it's a thankless pursuit. It's like that Rick Pino song about others are going to come and they're not even going to know you were there, but they're going to enjoy the fruits of what you, you in the Lord as priests of Yahweh have brought about. And um, I think that we need to be encouraged as to what our role really is. And the one we're serving, and he's he's really the only one that we need to please. Amen. That, that has to be our goal. That's our aspiration. And loving the present world is not going to do anything for you. You're going to be yesterday's news. <laughs> I was joking with the twins the other day. We were riding in the car, and they always want me to put music on. So they tell me what kind of music. They, they have a very limited vocabulary as to what kind of music is there. So I pulled up. The Beach Boys, and we started listening to Barbara Ann, and you know that those funky, you know, oh, yeah. jumpy, know funky well. tunes. And uh, I thought that really was a genre that gripped this country back in the days that it was coming out. I mean, they have Pagan, these number one hits, boom, 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 boom. Where are they? Where are they now? I mean. What, what, and I, I bless that. They're fun, fun stuff. But you sow your anointings into trying to be acknowledged that way or, or to be a success in the eyes of the world, great. You're going to have your reward. 
But if you're known as the priest of Yahweh and um, you accept his calling, you find your fulfillment in that, and that goes on forever. Yeah. Um, so, as we said, different type of broadcast today, but I know that it was of the Lord, so we want to thank all of you for joining. You may want to listen to this again and uh, just study it. And But the main thing is step into this Amen. and let God minister to this to you. Um, I didn't mention last week I sent an email out to everybody concerning the equipment that we're acquiring for the Saints Network. And um, we want to thank those of you who've already given toward that. But if you've not given, we sincerely ask you to pray and do what God says to do. And um, the thunder is thundering. It goes again, there it goes again. What a great thing to feel that. So thank you. God bless you. May the oil of joy be yours today. Amen. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for joining us.